Hello, and welcome back to the Sticks Golf Roundtable. This week, we have a very cool show for you this week. We're going to do a USGA championship preview. So we're going to run you guys through all of the events this year that the USGA is going to put on. That could be, you know, the men's four ball, the US Open, uh, the senior US Open, uh, the Curtis Cup, which is the women's version of the Walker Cup. Um, So yeah, we're just going to take you through the courses where they're going to be played and kind of give you a preview of what is to come in the following year. Uh, So I hope you guys all enjoy. And before we get to that, Here's a brief ad read for our title sponsor, Swing U. Swing U Premium, the world's most comprehensive golf game improvement app with the industry's easiest to use on-course GPS, scorecard, strokes gained, and stat features. With the world's easiest to use strokes gained stat system, you'll receive a relative handicap for driving, approach shots, chipping, pitching, bunker play, and putting. Whether you're on the course or at home, Premium subscribers get anytime, anywhere access to Swing U's massive on-demand library of lessons and drills from world-class golf instructors. Join Swing U Premium today and start shooting lower scores. Now let's get to the pod. Welcome back to the Sticks Golf Roundtable number 15, I think. We took a little bit of a break last week. We had a we had some moves. We had a wedding, but we are back. And this week, we are doing a USGA championship preview. Going to chat a little bit about the courses, a little bit about the events. So uh, what do we got, Rose? Well, first of all, I'd like to address the elephant in the room, which is your mustache. Yeah, I do have a <laughs> I do have a mustache. I just thought, you know, I just, I was feeling it. I was feeling it. And I, when I was shaving, I was For like, the moment. it's thick enough that I can let it go and just let it, it be. It looks pretty good on you. It looks I gotta fine. Say, I got to say, I, I would love to make funny right now, but actually I don't, I don't know that I can. It looks pretty solid. It looks, it's much. fine. I, I did it. You know, it's funny is I did it for graduation photos for college. Um, just to piss my mom off. I was gonna say, I bet your mom loved. Oh, that. she was upset. And now, like, there's a blown up version of my thing in like the hallway, and I just have the net gnarliest little fucking caterpillar below my my nose. It's fantastic. I should have done that uh, for my wedding last week. Missed opportunity oh, there. Dude, how pissed would would she have been at you? Also, I saw some guy who uh, recently did. Uh, he got married, and he and all his groomsmen wore green jackets. <laughs> That's kind of looks like master jackets. Oh, dude! Another missed opportunity. So this is a question that I don't think I'll we'll have the we'll get the answer to. But maybe if somebody listens to this, they can DM us and tell us. Has anybody that's won the Masters gotten Mm. married after they've won the Masters and worn the jacket to the wedding? I think that's epic if they did it. Someone did wear it. I don't think they got married in it. But there was, this isn't going to be a good story because I can't remember who, but I don't know, five, six, seven years ago, maybe it was speed. Somebody was, it was within the year that they won and they wore it like 
maybe at the rehearsal dinner or maybe like after the wedding, they did get some photos with their bride in the green jacket. I can't remember who it was, but gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Because yeah. if that was me, because if that's yeah. me and like I yeah. went to masters, I'm telling my girlfriend or whatever, <laughs> like, hey, we're getting married next June and I'm wearing this like 100%, oh, like no, no doubt. Good no stuff. doubt at all. All right. Yeah. So uh, USGA season is upon us. Um, there's what, roughly 13 or 14 USGA championships every year. Well, um, one got added, but we'll get to that. Yep. 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 And um, that one has already occurred. We'll, we'll touch on that real quickly. So the first ever USGA championship in Puerto Rico, um, it, it was actually part of an initiative a, a few years ago. The USGA realized that they had not visited only, but like maybe a handful of states that had just never had a USGA championship. And they said, Hey, you know, every state in the union participates in golf, has a golf association. Let's, let's, let's round this out and make sure we get to every state. And they wanted let's to spread include, the love. Yeah. They wanted to include Puerto Rico in that. So uh, grand reserve golf club in Puerto Rico, women's four ball, get this there in the final. So it's uh, the, Men's and women's USA four balls are match play. They're two rounds of stroke play, and then you go to match play. The oldest girl in the women's four ball final out of four was 18 years old. <laughs> it was three 17 year olds and an 18 year old. Deanna Hun and Sarah M beat Caitlin Schroeder and Bailey Shoemaker one up in the final. Um, Hun was the oldest at 18 years old. She's a UNLV commit. The other three girls are still in high school. Um, I think one reason for this, if you think about the timing, because this was what, uh, maybe late April, um, college season still going on. Right. So I'm sure there were some college players that that made it work in their schedule, but really you probably have a a much heavier, um, participation of the, 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 the high school, you know, the juniors and the seniors in high school. And then you've got uh, some good mid-am teams. Uh, there was a great. Uh, there's a great duo from Virginia that was there, Lauren Greenleaf and Alex Austin. Um, so you get, you know, it's more of a, a sort of a, a high school and a mid-am mix um, and not as much on the college side. That kind um, of stinks though. Yeah. It's kind of, that kind of blows that they should, I know. They, they should kind of look into making that because, because yeah. I know at least for the men's, which we're about to talk about, mm-hmm. which is happening this weekend, it's at least after the regular season so yeah. yeah, like if you've got to go to a regional or your team's going to the NCAAs, like you might not be able to go. But I remember we going, I remember playing in either the last event of the year or maybe it was ACC tournament and then just immediately driving to my four ball, uh, USJ four ball qualifier. Right. I remember it was, it was definitely possible to do. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. And there's been some college teams on the men's side that have won. Um, like you said, there probably are some tough decisions that have to be, be made or sort of tough withdrawals when, when, when your team needs you. But um, when, you know, guys are on teams that are still in the hunt, but you think about how many great college players are done already, right. Their conference tournaments over, yep. um, you know, so they're, they're going to be in, in Birmingham this week. So yeah, that's, I, I agree. I think um, it's kind of a shame that you probably are missing a lot of the top women's amateur players in the world due to the the scheduling. Um, maybe that's something they'll look at adjusting down the road. But yeah, this this uh, this weekend we've got um, coming up second week or third weekend in May. Here we've got the uh, U.S. Men's Four Ball 
it's at uh, the Country Club of Birmingham, which is an old Don, Donald Ross course. There's actually the they're going to be uh, using the West course for match play, but as standard with most USGA championships, you got two courses for the stroke play portion. So they're using the West and the East. Um, I was just doing a little research on on the courses. Uh, they were both designed by Donald Ross. The East, which is just simply the stroke play co-host, uh, is really still like a true old school Donald Ross. I think it only tips out like 6,600 yards. I love uh, the, that. I yeah, love so that'll be kind of interesting. But then on the West is more of the, the modern championship test. I know they had the U.S. Mid-Am there like nine years ago, so they're accustomed to having men's championships, and it tips out more in the 7,200 range. Um, and it's been... Uh, uh, reworked a few times by RTJ and Pete Dye. So probably has a much different look and feel than the East, which has not been changed up at all. But it, I think it's always cool when you have a championship that um, features two totally different types of, of architecture. Um, so, yeah. So you tried to qualify for the four ball. I've, uh, I've tried twice with, with my buddy, Nick Combs. We, the first year we actually got into a, a, a three for one playoff. And ended up first alternate. Uh, the 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 tournament that year was going to be at Piner Summer Two, and um, God, we were waiting waiting by that phone for months, just hoping we might get the call. Hoping you might get the and call. Never never did, but um, yeah, I actually I feel like I've only I think I I tried to qualify once, and from my I, the fact that I don't remember it very well kind of leads me to believe we probably didn't play that great. Um, but yeah, I know, I know we tried to qualify in Richmond. Yeah, I think yeah. it was at a uh, federal club, maybe. Yeah, they yeah, there in Petersburg. Yeah, federal club. I think it's so. uh, it's pretty cool. You know, this is only I think the seventh year of the U.S. men's and women's four ball. I think um, it's a great tournament. I remember watching it yeah. the first year. Um, there was a kid. There was a guy from Maryland that I actually knew that used to play in the at the at the Kinridge in the um at Farmington in, in Charlottesville, and I remember being like, "Holy shit, I know that guy." Like what? What is happening? Holy hell! Was, I think I was great. I was really fun. I don't know if you know this, but um, the reason they or sort of it, it, this was sort of a replacement event for the old USGA Publings, which they did away with. Yeah. Um, what, what when, they annou- the- when they when they announced they were going to do away with the Publings championships, they simultaneously announced that they were going to be creating Adding. new championships in the men's and women's four ball. So why um, did they get rid of the publics? Do you know? Good question. Yeah. So um, pub links, obviously the original. Public intent, well, it, well, really it was more. Yes. They use exclusively public courses, but the original intention was uh, for it to be players that were not a member of a private club. And and the rule remains that way, and the rule that that was the rule forever. But what happened was the lines got too blurry. Okay, because you had college players that could use a private facility anytime they wanted. You had more courses that were kind of on this semi-private, semi-public yeah. model. The line I, I just remember reading this when they announced it. They said, you know, ultimately this championship was meant for public course players. And it's just getting harder and harder to, to define what that is these days. That makes um, sense. That makes total. So sense. it just wasn't really. I've noticed that some the VSGA uh, here in our home state did away with their VSGA pub links. I have noticed there there still are some state golf associations that run a pub links championship, 
which I think is cool. I mean, the concept's cool, but I do kind of see the USGA's line of thinking there where it's like, it's hard to draw the line. Yeah. And, um, yeah. you know, they, I think what they were seeing was a lot of guys that were and gals that were contending on both sides. You know, it's like, okay, public course player, but really like their parents are members at a great club and they use a private course at college all season long. Yeah, <laughs> it's I, like, I remember like, really like a public course golfer. <laughs> yeah. I remember being like, seeing like Jordan Niebrugge one, one year and he played at Oklahoma state and like, pretty sure his parents are pretty affluent so i'm like i i yeah i kind of get yeah that. it got a little blurry but anyway blurry. so i think uh you know the, the four balls being born out of that has, has been really cool we've got um um some some teams to watch that uh, joseph Duraney, he was a runner-up at the u.s mid-am uh, twice i think he's been runner-up now and He's paired up with Garrett Rank. Do you know who Garrett Rank is? Yes, the guy from Canada. Yeah, he's a, he's an NHL referee. Yeah, and- he uh, he pissed away the win at the Players Am a couple right. of years ago. I remember remember watching that. He p- pisses on it. Yeah, he hits it forever, and he's got one of those like kind of like like swings where he kind of like sets it, and then he just turns everything he has through it and somehow it just comes out dead straight. Yeah. He's, he's fun, fun guy to watch. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I mean, NHL referee and simultaneously like one of the top 10 mid ams in the world, um, which I, I think, I just think that's pretty cool. He, he reminds me of like Graham Dillette. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I saw Evan Beck. Who's been on an absolute tear. He's a, he's a Virginia mid am who, He's so played good. at Wake Forest and just He's finished a professional second. amateur. Yeah, he is. He's like a Stu Hagestad type. Uh, yeah, literally. I saw he's um he just finished second at at Seminole, Seminole at, the, yeah. at the Coleman. Um, he's paired up with the associate men's golf coach at Wake Forest, Dan Walters. Um, so that'll be an interesting team to watch. He and might then, win. Yeah, I will win. So yeah, but yeah, it'll be it'll be fun to see um some highlights and. To follow along, I'm excited that USJ season is upon us. Yeah, so am I. So uh, next up, we got the U.S. Women's Open. At, yeah, at a, at a course uh, near and dear to your heart. And oh, love I, pine I, needles. Yeah, pine needles. I, I I just got to go for the first time back in the fall and absolutely fell in love with it. I think it's a you know absolutely fantastic golf course. Um, and they this has sort of become a mainstay. Uh, in their rotation, which is kind of cool. Cause you know, Piner summer two gets all the love and has all the men's championships. And they even had that U S women's open in 2014 that Michelle, we won, but uh, pine needles just down the road in Southern pines, getting uh, their fourth U S women's open this year. So it's kind of cool that it's not just the, the official Pinehurst resort uh, getting, you know, big championships in town. So um, I think that's pretty exciting. And you know, the purse um, was the big news a few months ago that the purse doubled from last year. To this year it was already the largest purse in women's golf and it doubled. So uh, Pro Medica came in. It's going to be the U.S. Women's Open presented by Pro Medica. Um, Ten million bucks in the in the pot. The winner will get eight one point eight million dollars, which is significant because. Hell only, yeah. Only three LPGA players made that much all last year. So we're talking about life-changing money, not just for the winner potentially, but, you know, you think about someone who's, you know, maybe a, a 40th, 50th, 60th on the LPGA that, you know, they're not making 
you know, gobs of money like the men. So you put a top five in their hands where they're making a couple hundred grand, 300 grand. This is a big deal. The money is huge for them. I think it's great to see, um, you know, and the LPJ commissioner deserves a lot of credit for getting the LPJ purses on a nice trajectory. And now the USGA sort of, follow, well, I would say following suit, but really taking it to taking a charge. Really. So, that's, that's, yeah. that's, that's big money for, for the LPJ tour. Huge. And we'll talk about pine needles real quick, but um, for that, just kind of in line with the increased purse, it, it's cool to see the venues. Uh, I think one of the best ways for me personally, like I, I didn't pay attention to women's golf hardly at all until a few years ago. I kind of got into it. And part of the reason was I noticed they started going to really cool golf courses and, you know, they get, they can go to fantastic golf courses that tip out at 6,600 yards that the men could just never have a championship at. Right. Yeah. And, um, we're going to see in, in, in the coming years, we're going to see a U.S. women's open at, at Riviera, um, Pebble Beach next year. Um, they're going back to Pioneer number two. They're going to Interlock and they're going to Oakland Hills. They're going to Inverness. Um, these are these are prestigious names in line with the venues that the men go to. So I think 100%. that's that's kind of cool. And going back to what you just said about playing golf courses that the men couldn't play because of the tee boxes mm -hmm. they just played. I shouldn't say just played probably like a month, month and a half ago. They went and played one of my favorite golf courses, Wilshire country club in yep. Los Angeles. And that was yep. one of the first times that it had gotten, you know, some press on TV and I was glued. I mean, I was glued. Yeah. That's a, that's the a golf course is so good. That's a perfect example. I think it, it tips out at maybe what? 65, 6,600, maybe yeah, a little so, more. No, I think it was, it's like 60, eight maybe yeah like that but like which yeah. is not long enough for for a men's no, event not even yeah. close not even close long enough it's from when i played it the par was a 68 it's par 68 i think i have the card somewhere it's it's weird they have like two par fives but they have like six par threes hmm. it's, it's such a weird layout but it's but like architecturally really cool. one yeah. of the coolest like pieces of property in golf, I think. Yeah. So I think that's where they're a little bit more versatile, right? Like they, they can go to the courses the men go to and, and just set it up appropriately, but they also have the opportunity to go to courses that the men simply are too long to, to go visit. To go so. to. True. But pine needles. Um, what was it? You said you used to go there as a, as a kid. A yeah, lot, no, like so or something. No, so our college team, that was our spring break trip. Oh, okay. We would go to Pine Needles. We play, we'd play CCNC, we played Pine Needles, we played mm. Mid But we played Pine Needles mostly. And mm -hmm. I love Pine Needles. I think Pine Needles is awesome because you can hit it in spots and just be absolutely screwed, blued, and tattooed and have absolutely no chance to do anything with the golf ball. But then if you actually like know where to hit it, it's 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 a very playable golf course and it's got one of my favorite par fives where it's just like it's i can't i think it might be 10 or no it's 11 one, okay yeah um, where it's like you can hit it up to the right and there's tons of room right and then there's just a forest of trees mm -hmm. and from our tee box where, the, where we played if you could carry it like 280 you could take it over those trees and have like you know five or six iron in and it yep. and it makes you want to do it so much and but if you do it and you miss it or you don't quite get it there you are in a pencil factory and you are making <laughs> seven and, it, and it's just i think it's a great golf course i think it's a lot of fun uh 
and I'm, uh, I'm I'll, I'll, I'll be watching for sure. My, my biggest takeaway, and this will be something to watch for in the, in the tournament. Um, you know, when I think of Donald Ross, like we all do, I think of severe greens. Well, they have severe greens, but I thought what was really interesting is the hearts of the greens, the center of the green, there's like a 20, 30 foot green within a green, so to speak, where, you know, if you flight a ball in there nicely with some spin or some height and you get it into the middle of the green, you can be putting out to the whole locations from the Correct. center all day long and be golden. Correct. The second you try to get aggressive, it while it's nice and mild in the middle, in the heart of the green, it's incredibly, incredibly severe around the edges, all yeah. the way around the golf course. So if you get greedy and try to go at those uh, those those short side of pins, you're going to get screwed. Um, so I just kind of noticed that, and by I don't know somewhere like early in the back nine, I was like, I'm just going <laughs> to the thing we always say we're going to do, but we never really do it. But I really did try to just play to the middle of the green and 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 putt out towards the hole, whether that was to the back left pin or to the front right pin, like just yeah. putt from somewhere in the center of the green. And I think that's, um, as we know, that's way easier said than done. Right. So way easier. I have, <laughs> I have a huge issue doing that. Um, and also I want to, I want to put this in 17 is going to be a hundred percent. It's going to be a pivotal hole in that tournament. 17. Is that is par a, five? No, it's par four. Oh, I, well, that's, I don't know. It's it flips. It can be played as par five or par four. Mm. We played it as par four. But from so it's weird because like you can hit driver, but you have to take it left and you gotta hook it. And like I can't do that. I don't do that. <laughs> so I would have to hit three wood. But if I hit three wood and I hit it perfect, I'd have two hundred and ten yards in. So it's just a br- brute of a hole. I mean, oh, I remember that hole. Like dog leg left bunker, yeah. like two bunkers left to the. Uh, I was thinking of, of trees. I was thinking of fifteen. Which I I remember in my mind is like for a dead straight par five. Oh, it's a great it hole. One of my favorite hole. I, I just remember standing up on the tee and then getting up to the second shot. I'm like, for a dead straight five thirty yeah. par five, this is one of the coolest holes ever. And the and the reason is, and this is just something I've started to learn about sort of golf course architecture that makes courses interesting. Is what makes a boring golf course is holes where there's no strategy involved and it's a golf swing contest. And you're just trying to hit the fairway. Well, what, what this particular hole showcases is where there are sides of the fairway that you have to stay away from and where bunkers jut in and mm-hmm. waste areas jut in. Um, they, there's one that juts in on the left side. Then you get a little further down the hole and it juts in on the right side and you sort of have to figure out like pot your way around a little bit and i think and that, that green it kind of mm-hmm. like falls off and it's got that big hedge behind it where yeah. it, it, it almost looks like it's in a stadium but like if you don't keep it in the stadium got issues yeah got yeah. big problems so and, it, and it's a really kind of a tough green to hold in two because it kind of like runs away from you on the back and it mm-hmm. it's just it's a great hole it's a great hole it's a really good hole. Yeah. All right. We need to stop talking about pineals. We need, we need to move on. We're, we're <laughs> moving taking, on, moving on, moving on, moving on. We'll, uh, we'll stick with the ladies, the, uh, Curtis cup, it got, uh, kind of in the theme with the, the, um, the U S women's open going to all those great venues, the Curtis cup, which for those who don't know is the women's version of the Walker cup. Um, Marion, what a great get, what a great venue for the Curtis cup. I think that is so oh, yeah. awesome that they're getting to play there. And that'll be on TV a little bit, I'm sure. And I mean, Marion is just, 
Um, a, a lot of people I know that have played, you know, every, you know, we all know this guys who've sort who seem to have played like eight of the top 10 courses in the country. Yeah. And well, Trey's played Marion and he says it's one of his favorite tracks yeah. he's ever played. I've heard guys that have played, you know, say anywhere besides Augusta that say like Marion's their favorite or their second yeah. favorite or something like that. So it's a, a that's a fantastic course. And I'm really glad to see that the girls are going to play there. Um, speaking of the Walker Cup, I was looking back at just what an absolute murderous row of venues the Dude, Walker Cup so has had in recent memory. It's so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. Check this out. So going back to 2013, they played at National Golf Links which is, you know, top six, top seven in the country up in the Hamptons. I've gotten to play there twice. Um, it's my second favorite course of all time that I've gotten to play uh, LA country club. They were there in, in 2017, which has a U.S. open coming there in a couple of years. They played Seminole in 2021. They've got Cypress point in 2025. Um, next year they're, they're off this year, the Walker cup there's, they alternate with the Curtis cup. But next year there'll be a oh just no big deal the old course St. at St. Andrews, Andrews. Um, yeah, of course. Why not? so yeah for uh, for mainstay Walker Cuppers it's it's a good time to be a Walker Cupper. Stu Hagestad is yeah <laughs> Stewie is chilling he's pumped oh yeah he's I think he's been I think he's been on every team going back to that 2017 in LACC um, obviously you know playing at Seminole I mean yeah it's Cypress Point in 2025. I mean, holy shit. That's like every one of those courses is considered like top 10 in the country, you know? Yeah, literally. It's pretty wild. But, no. Um, but I will say, like, you know, uh, you got on here that, you know, the Curtis Cup, they played, they're going to play Sunningdale in 2004 mm -hmm. and Bel Air Country Club in 26. Yep. So, I mean, they're trying. There's nothing to sneeze at. Nothing, nothing to, sneeze to sneeze at out there. Nothing no. to sneeze at there. I mean, I, I, yeah. I mean, obviously, it's not Seminole and Cypress. No. But but you know, we're I, I like the fact that really the women good. are definitely, yeah. you know, starting to play the the more mm -hmm. the top echelon of golf courses because they deserve it. They yeah, work their off. Just yeah. like just like the men. And that's you know, that's uh, sort of the great thing about the ANWA, right? Like we get yes. this, the, the, I think the impact of the ANWA is bigger than we really realize, right? Because it gives girls that are playing golf 13, 14, 15 something to really strive for and, and look up to the girls that are playing in it. So yeah, it's pretty awesome. And we've got, uh, the U S junior boys at Bandit. Um, that'll be in July. That'll be fun to watch. They're playing, they're playing the original, the OG, they're playing Bandit dunes and then they're playing Bandit trails, um, which is the same setup that they used for the USAM back in 2020. Um, trails is I, the one that's inland, correct? Correct. It's the only course that's inland. Um, it's a core Crenshaw. It's, it's funny, man. Like I feel like Bannon trails, if it was, it just gets overshadowed because of all the incredible, hey, everybody says it's awesome. Oh my God. Like, but they all edit, say it's just kind of like, it's kind of a little step. It's like the red yeah. stepchild, but like, but it's great though. Yeah, It's, it's definitely the most polarizing. Like you, you have a lot of people who will say it's their favorite. And you'll have a lot of people say it's their least favorite. Mm. Um, and the people that say it's their favorite are just maybe less interested in the, in the, the views, the and views more and more interested in, in the architecture and the, and the yeah. strategy of the golf. Um, but the aesthetic, the, the playing conditions on bandit trails are unbelievable. I feel like if it was anywhere else in the country, it would be regarded as like, 
a top 10 course in America, but it's sort of like under the shadow of all the other banding courses. But um, hey, it'll be great to get a, a chance to see the, the junior boys take on both of those courses. Uh, Bannon has made, it's really cool because Bannon, you know, I don't think we'll ever see a major championship there. Um, and that's mostly, no. mostly, it's really probably twofold. One, uh, the location is too remote. You couldn't get like a true, um, I mean, it's too remote for fans and for media and for all that. I, I think it's just, um, but you know, you don't need as much, you know, that's not as big a priority with elite amateur events. Right. No. Um, and also the courses just aren't that long. I mean, yeah, that's one, what I was going to say. I mean, old, what's, old what's Mac, the longest one? Old Mac is the only one that touches 7,000. Now they got plenty of land out there. So if for some reason yeah. down the road, they said, Hey, we want to do a U.S. open. Well, they could, they could find the land. They could figure it out. Um, but um, they have, you know, Mike Kaiser and the, and the, the folks at Bannon have made a huge commitment to the USGA and they have, Oh my gosh, there's like a USGA event there. It looks like, I don't know about every other year for the next like 20 years. So um, we'll as, as, there sh- as there should, yeah. we'll see plenty of USAMs, US four balls, US juniors, the girls, the women's am- and the neat thing is they can really utilize all five of the properties. Um, the only one that hasn't hosted one yet. Cause it's so new is sheep ranch, but I think there's, uh, someone is going to be using Sheep Ranch, you know, in, in the coming years for one of those upcoming USGA events. So pretty yeah. neat. Um, the US Junior is one of my favorite events just because I like to it's I just love watching a 15 year old explode because um, <laughs> you you get at least one of them a year. And because yeah. I, I was that 15 year old. <laughs> so it just really I enjoy that thoroughly. To, well, there, to watch that. There's definitely going to be a 15 year old who curses Bannon and links yeah. calls and the weather. And they're going to say this place sucks and I'm never going back. 100%. They're going to be dead wrong because it's yep. an awesome place. Correct. <laughs> and, like Bobby, uh, it's like Bobby Jen's, Bobby Jen's first visit to St. Andrews. He cursed it, said it was awful. And then by the time his career was over, he said it was his favorite golf course on earth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, on the girls' side, we are going to be at the club at Old Stone in Kentucky, and I know absolutely fucking nothing about that golf course. So, ladies, I know it's I know it's in Kentucky, and they just had the Derby, and they make a lot go. of bourbon there. Yeah. Well, ladies, good luck in Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, sorry, uh, sorry we don't have course. more on that. Sorry, yeah. we don't have more on that. But uh, but good luck. USAM Ridgewood. I don't Ugh. really know much about Ridgewood. Do you? Not, not really. I just, I've, I've heard it kind of been thrown out a few times of just kind of like good golf courses in the area. Yeah. Um, but I know it's a it's, Tillinghouse. Yeah. That's, so, that's kind uh, of all I know about it. I know it's an old school Tillinghouse mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I mean, none of, you have any of those been bad? No. Right. So like it has to be pretty damn good. It looks a lot like, it looks a lot like Wingfoot in the pictures and okay. some of the things I've read. It's just in terms of being like a Parkland style tree lined. It's going to be a brutal test. I think it's going to be long, narrow, thick, rough. Um, but yeah, it's a little bit, you know, I mean, no offense to Ridgewood, but it's, it's kind of a letdown. You look at the last five years of the U.S. Amateur sites. You had Riviera, Pebble Beach, Piner Summer 2, Bannon Dunes, Oakmont. Ridgewood and uh, not I tell you really what though, I guarantee, I guarantee you when we watch, we're gonna be like, Fuck, yeah, man, I want to go yeah. play this place. No doubt. Like, I'm sure it's 100%. incredible. Yeah. But hey, you know, 
But I, I also love the when golf courses get their first kind of big bounce of PD time. I love yeah. that. Like That's when true. the PGA Tour went and played. Oh shit! What is it? The course. Oh, fuck! I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna blank on it. But they played like one of the um, uh, the playoff events last year at a course they'd never played at before. Caves Valley. Caves Valley. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I had never I had never gotten to see Caves Valley before, but I right. heard it like the name of it so many mm-hmm. times. So I think it's just great when people outside of you know the membership get to actually see the golf course no so I, that's i'm always a i'm always a big proponent of that absolutely yeah. and i mean it's the usam <clears throat> everything on the line and the best winners yeah. in the world it'll be a great watch and like you said it'll be cool to see a course we haven't seen before on tv well going to a course we have seen before uh and a very kind of controversial year would have been the 15 U.S. Open at Chambers mm-hmm. Bay, where the U.S. Women's Am will be held at Chambers Bay. Uh, I am. I hope the place is brown. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's brown. I hope it's bumpy. I hope they get. No, I don't. I don't. Um, but no, I'll be interested to see the place because I think it will yeah. be green. I don't think it will be brown. Yeah. I think it'll be a completely different view they, of yeah. what we saw. I mean, I think it'll be completely different. They did a bit of an overhaul. Um, obviously, Chambers got a lot of criticism for. I mean, we all remember watching those putts, particularly like DJ's putt on the, you know, on eighteen. Oh my god, so just bump, 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 bump. They did a complete overhaul in the greens. Let's see. I think they went from. I think the greens were fescue, and they went to some sort of rye. I could okay. have that wrong, but point being. They said, hey, we got a great golf course here, but we do, if we're going to have championships, we do need to have a more consistent, more sort of elite style of a putting surface. So I think this is great. The UN's Women's Am at Chambers Bay is going to sort of give them, obviously that is not as big of an event, not as many eyeballs, but it's like, hey, here's your chance to sort of get back in the good graces, right? And and Mm -hmm. to show that you are, because Chambers Bay, by all accounts, is, an incredible place, incredible golf course. It looks really cool and unique. It's kind of bandanesque, but also has like a little bit of a whistling straights kind of look to it. It's got it's got a lot of a little bit of everything. Um, See, I was I, on the I was on the opposite end of a lot of people's opinions on Chambers Bay. I thought it was awesome. Yes, did they kind of fuck up the greens, hundred percent? But I love one of those firm, fast, mm-hmm. just kind of gnarly, shitty tests. I love yeah. that kind of golf. So I was all on board as long as the greens are fair. I mean, when the greens right. aren't fair, that's, that's so, something. I mean, yeah. That's- so to your point, I think you're exactly right. And I think the thing is, it's like, look, we had a lot of ingredients for a great championship. We just kind of missed out on one thing, which was mm-hmm. more consistent greens and they've addressed that. So I think this is sort of a, maybe an audition, right. For a, um, for for a future U.S. Open or U.S. And I, and I think there should be one. I think they should go back because that's such an amazing yeah. piece of property in Washington. I mean, it really is. I think they will. And you know, the USGA has kind of made it clear they want to keep public tracks in the rotation when they can. Mm-hmm. Um, Beth Makes Page sense. was sort of their poster child, but the PGA of America has kind of seemed to like take over a little bit because you know they just had the PGA there in 19. They've got the Ryder Cup. Um, coming to Beth Page in 2025, and you know the USGA, you got Pinehurst number two, you got Pebble, but everyone knows those are yeah they're public, but they're also like six hundred dollars, seven hundred dollars. Yeah, they're also not. Um, yeah, and then you know Tory Pines was sort of their 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 golden muni, but 
I've heard rumblings that they're probably not going back to Tory <laughs> anytime soon. I think a lot of people feel that it's just not Tory's not a great test. It's go. not. It's just not a U.S. Open worthy course, in my opinion. I'll tell you and what should be so, the poster child is where uh, Colin Morikawa won the PGA. Yeah, Harding that, Park. Harding Park. That should be the poster child for public golf. I, that place. It's a truly, truly yeah. public track. It was used as a parking lot for a U.S. Open in the seven. <laughs> I mean, it's truly a public track. Love that. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And I think Chambers fits, although it is, it's not a Muni, but it's also like, I don't know. It's like, two, I've, I think I've seen it's like two, maybe 250 to play. So it's not, it's not, it's not pebble. It's not like $700. It's attainable. Yeah. It's attainable for most people. I'm totally a, anything under $300 yeah. to go pay, play like a really good yeah. golf course. I'm fine with no doubt. Totally fine with that. Agree. Yeah. All right. Uh, mid am, which you and Trey are going to go uh, try and qualify for. Yeah. I don't, I, I keep forgetting asking where we're going to be at the same qualifying site. We might be battling for, for one of the few one, spots one of the few coming spots. out of you guys Virginia. Need to spread it out. Yeah. So the US Mid Am will be at, uh, speaking of, um, you know, we were just talking about Chambers Aaron Bay Hills. and sort of where that fits into the golf landscape. Aaron Hills is in the same kind of boat. I mean, it's sort of a great stay and play um, destination that's not overly expensive. And of course, they had the US Open in 2016, 17 when Kepka won. Yep. Uh, 17. 17. 17. Um, so that really put, Aaron Hills on the map. Um, that will be uh, the co-host course. That, so uh, we were talking about the cool contrast at um, four ball at uh, Country Club of Birmingham this weekend. Um, the mid-am is going to have something similar where you've got a big, wide-open, modern course, and Aaron Hills is the main host. Um, but then you've got a great contrast with Blue Mound, which is an old school Seth Rayner course, sort of more in, in town in Milwaukee. Okay. Um, so you're going to get kind of that old school, old school, new school feel to the, to the stroke play rounds of the U S mid am. I think that'll be really cool. Um, and yeah, hopefully, Hey, I'll, I'll call it a success. If me or Trey gets in, if just one of us gets in, we'll call it a success for the sticks golf program. <laughs> if, uh, if either of y'all get in, I promise you, I will come caddy. I love it. I love it. And I'll, and I'm going to get that sticks bib made. So yeah. we will have a sticks golf bib that I will be wearing. I think you might be required to wear a USGA bib there. But well, I'll, I'll still bring it and we can take photos. Uh, my caddy, uh, my groomsman last weekend, my buddy Jed, he caddied for me out at Colorado Golf Club in, uh, in the US Mid-Am in 2019. And I know I've seen people with like their USGA bibs hanging up in their garage and stuff like that. And I was like, man, that'd be cool. I want that. So I said, "Hey Jed, <laughs> when we come off the course, just throw it in the bag. Just let's just let's just take the bib, you know." And uh, somebody saw him trying to stuff it. In the no bag. way, no way. And they they weren't mad, but they were just like, "You got to give us the bib back." And he was like, "Oh, sorry about that." And they were like, "You can have the name on the back of it." So I have the like the white. All right, the, that's the Velcro thing that just yeah, but it. it I would have run just, away. I know. <laughs> I would have just hauled ass. Been like, like thanks a lot, you guys, man. you're not getting this back. He's like, thanks a lot, man. You got me in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. Oh man. Um, well, I'm excited because I just love that it's a big, broad golf course, allows for a bunch of creativity yeah. around the greens. 
sets up for some fireworks. I remember Justin Thomas, you know, is 63 with the Eagle on 18. He's sitting there with the bag when he's shaking his hands. So I think it's going to be a cool golf course, especially for the mid-am. Definitely looking forward to watching it. Definitely looking forward to you guys being in the field. So fucking figure that out. Um, The U.S. women's mid-am will be at Fiddlesticks Country Club. In Fort Myers, Florida. What a fucking name. I think they get the award for best name of a venue this year. Fiddle. Yeah. I mean, once again, don't know much about Fiddlesticks Country Club, but I'm going to do my best to get some merch from there just so I can have something that says Fiddlesticks on it. I mean, how great would just a nice imperial hat that just says Fiddlesticks on it? Honestly, Sounds kind great. of elite. So I'm going to I'm going to do my best to figure that out. Um, but the U.S. Senior Open is at Saucon Valley in Pennsylvania, and actually a member of, of Die is also a member there and took one of my good friends, uh, Brian Carlson, out to play. So I got, a, I got some information from BC on the golf course. So it's as pure as it gets. Great all-around club, very family-friendly. They have three courses. The mm. old course is where the tournament will be played. The green complexes are very intense. He quoted it as three putt city, um, tree line, thick, rough, old school layout, bunch of dog legs. Uh, the course is probably the best representation of what Pennsylvania golf is kind of hmm. all out. He said that like a lot, if you grew up in Pennsylvania and you played a bunch of courses, like all of kind of the, the main sort of styles around that area are kind of brought out in Saucon. Uh, he said it's a very easy kind of track to walk. So That'll be great for um, spectators. And he said, this is, this is the, what I wanted. He said, it's if Wanna Moisit and Lancaster Country Club had a baby, <laughs> that is what Saucon Valley is. That's a, that's a, that's a pretty good baby. That's a pretty solid baby. I mean, that's, that's like Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt having a baby. That's, the, <laughs> that's, that's what this golf course is. So I'm, you know what? I'm not old enough to play and I, but I'm going to watch. I love it. So I'm so I'm excited for that one. Very yeah. excited for that one. The U.S. Senior Open, you know, it's a sneaky cool event because you can exactly. see a bunch of like really like old school golfers like go out and play that you haven't seen in a while. It's, it's a, sneaky, a sneaky, awesome event. Sneaky good event. Um, I've you know some years I probably don't watch a second of it. Other years I get sucked into it, and you got guys who just aren't that far removed from being elite. You know, um, players in in the world on the on the regular tour, um, and you know it's it can be very compelling. And you're looking at on you TV, you're like, play? well, this it looks just like a U.S. Open, right? Like the conditions, the style of play, it it reminds you everything that a U.S. Open is, and it can be a really cool event to watch. Yeah, how old do you have to be? Fifty. Do you think Phil's gonna play? I. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know why he wouldn't. You know, it'd be I, I was thinking about this. It'd be kind of funny if he didn't win a U.S. Does, Open, does, but win the senior U.S. Open. Yeah, because you know what, <laughs> he has a U.S. Junior. Does he have a junior or just an AM? I don't know, but he has an AM. I don't think he has a junior actually, but he has a U.S. AM. So if he could, you know, if he could tie that off with a u.s senior it's like okay you never got the u.s open but it, we could call that the phil slam you get yeah you, call you get it the, the phil slam you get three of the big majors and you get the u.s senior and, and the u.s am but yeah i don't know maybe we'll see him maybe we'll see him yeah maybe um and by the way 
I think we forgot to mention this a little bit earlier. We are purposely excluding yes. Brookline, the Country Club, uh, U.S. Open, because that week uh, we'll plan to do a little bit more of a deep dive on the golf course and the field and the tournament itself. So stay tuned exactly. for a, a preview of the and then U.S. Open. We're, we're kind of getting long on time, so I just want to yeah. run through a few yeah, yeah, yeah. last ones. The U.S. Senior Women's Open is at ncrcc in ohio i don't even know what that stands for what does that stand for ncrcc um i've heard of it i have no idea what it stands for. all right sweet good luck ladies yep um senior women's am is at anchorage alaska first ever usga championship in alaska love that yep. absolutely yep. love that it. was part of that initiative i mentioned earlier where they're trying to say you know okay let's let's make sure we have a championship visit every single state so yep. yeah alaska getting then, their first usga event the Women's World Amateur Championship will be held at Le Golf National in Paris, site yep. of the Euro, uh, of Europe's total beatdown of the US. <laughs> which, yeah, um, and actually, I think that was a typo. That's actually the it's the World Amateur Team Championship. They have the men's and women's that oh. go on simultaneously for that. Dang. Yeah. Well, there you go. So, um, you go. yeah, Le Golf National. And then, honestly, my favorite piece of information that I that came to me because Rosie told me is that the USGA has adopted a new tournament, and it's the US Adaptive Open. Will be at Pinehurst Number Six. It is for those physically or physical, visual, and intellectually impaired. So yep. I, I think that's awesome. It's it's mm-hmm. kind of like the uh, like the Special Olympics for golf, kind of. Yeah. I, no doubt. I, I hope I don't offend anybody by saying that. No, I think I think that's I think that's um, accurate. But um, I think that's awesome. I think that's super super sick. Really also, cool. I saw a really cool piece on a guy that's blind. That's a four handicap. So I hope <laughs> he's playing. I hope he's playing. Uh, yeah, he might be a favorite. He might be know. a favorite. He's a four handicap. He's blind. Are you kidding? Is that, thing on, is that thing on Fanduel? I might want to put some money on him. I know, um, right? No, it's really cool. I love that it's in Pinehurst at the resort. You know, that's yep. there's the USGA is sort of planting a flag there in terms of uh, they've moved some offices there and their testing facility there. So I think it's cool that they're bringing the adaptive open to their new sort of second home at Pinehurst. And giving these folks a chance to shine. I think um, we, we've all probably heard of tournaments that are for folks with impairments or disabilities. Um, but, you know, the name behind it certainly didn't have the cachet that a USGA national championship. 100% does. So really cool that they get to uh, participate in a, in a true USGA national event. Completely agree. And I'm, and I'm going to make a point to watch. I don't yeah. know how, I don't know if it's going to be on golf channel or I'm sure they'll do a special or recap. Yeah. I, I hope they yeah. do. Cause that's, yeah. that's, that's awesome. That's, that's super yeah. sweet. So I think so too. Hi, Rosie. I enjoyed the shit out of that. I'm actually, yeah, that was fun. Now, now that we've gotten through all these things now, I just, there's so much good golf to watch this summer. I'm, I'm right. fired up. So a lot to look forward to. And, uh, First up in terms of the the pros will be that U.S. Women's Open at Pine Needle, so that'll be great. And uh, good yeah. luck to all the good luck to the folks in the U.S. Uh, uh, four ball, the men's four ball this weekend. Yeah, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention two Richmond Mid Am uh, folks that qualified: Tom Blahakis and Alex Sleeker. They uh, qualified at Willowks, um, and uh, and will be heading to Birmingham. Or, or yeah, they'll be headed to Birmingham this weekend. So good luck, fellas. Rip it up, two, boys. Two good, two good friends of mine and great guys. So hope they play well. Sweet. All right, Rosie. Call it a night. I will talk to you later on. Cheers. See, See you, bud. You.